sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Bean United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Bean. Lots to get into today on the pod. We have got plenty of Champions League stuff to talk about. We have some teams that are moving on. Some big names going to the Europa League because they some big names already in the Europa. Yeah, that's, oh, I don't know any of those. <laughs> little, uh, little bit of drama as well over uh, the last couple of weeks with your team, Manchester United, and one Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm, good guy. I'm sure, that's all resolved now. Yep. It's probably all good. Mm-hmm. No one's complaining about nope. anything. Nope. So that's fine. Get into all that and more coming up on the show. Plus, we will talk about some roster moves for the Black and Gold, the Columbus Crew. No coach as of yet. But still deciding on who's going to be here next year, who's not. That's kind of what you have to do in MLS. That's how it works. Uh, we'll get into all that coming up in a second. But we got to start here. First of all, big thank you to all of you who continue to make our podcast grow by leaps and bounds. Looking at some of the numbers, this has been the by far biggest year of Bone and Beam United from a listenership standpoint. Thank you to everyone who has helped make that happen. Thank you to all seven of you. Subscribed and listened and re-listened and then put it on, I don't know, another device and push play and then ran out of the room. Whatever you're doing, the seven of you who listen, we really (laughs) appreciate all of you who are helping this podcast grow. Uh, So thank you for all that. As a thank you, we want to lay out our plans for what's coming up with the World Cup. Yep. Uh, So we are going to be doing podcast episodes in the next few weeks. They will be out right before the World Cup starts. We will have preview episodes of every group. Yep. So all eight groups will have an individual podcast special just for that group to preview them. We will have a special USA World Cup preview where we just focus on the U.S. national team. Even though we'll talk about them in the group podcast, mm-hmm. we will also have a separate standalone for that. And we will have a World Cup primer kind of podcast where we'll get you ready for just the big picture. If you don't have, you don't want to get too bogged down in the X's and O's and some of the stuff about each group, that's fine. We'll have the big picture preview, who we think the favorites are, players to watch, storylines to keep in mind. We will be wrong, but we're going to do our best. We'll be wrong. Of course. We'll do all that. Um, and as you probably are aware, we are doing watch parties with Zafting. So more on that to come, but Zafting Italian Village, our guys, they bring you the podcast every week. They sponsor us. Uh, we are going to be out watching soccer games during these, you know, events, the USA games, we will be watching at Zafton. Yeah. So you can join us there for that more info. I mean, you know, when those are, you know, where Zaftig is, that's where we'll be. You and I both will be in attendance. I, they are literally pulling me off the radio show that I do in the afternoon Yes. on black Friday, the, the day, day be- after Thanksgiving, yeah. the day before the OSU Michigan game, that is 1125. That's November 25th, I think. Sure. That's the time USA plays England, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We are going to be there. I will not be doing my radio show because of that watch party. Now, the other two, you're going to be in attendance for those watch parties. I'll just be there the whole month. Yeah, that's right. I know. But you will actually (laughs) technically be there for the watch party on those other two dates. I will be there in the morning for those other two dates. I'll be hanging out uh, early, but I'll have to do my radio show for the other two. So. Boy, if you want to hear the worst hour of radio you've ever heard, that. tune in to 11, November 21st at 3 p.m. when the U.S. is in the second half probably of their game. 
see how that goes. Go listen to go listen to the fan during that hour. You are going to get a treat because mm-hmm. I will be distracted. Uh, but anyway, there you go. That's what we have planned. Oh, and uh, should we talk about the beer? Yeah. Little thing called USA IPA. That's right. They have specifically designed a beer for us around this podcast, which is going to be pretty awesome. So that is coming out next week. Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast the week of basically the last weekend in October, this is podcast day is November or geez, podcast day is October 27th, Thursday. So if you're listening to it Friday or Saturday, or whatever, next Friday, yes. that's when this beer will be at Zaftig. USA IPA, ask for it by name, accept no substitutes. That will be on tap at both their main brewery tap room mm-hmm. and the Italian Village tap room. They will have both. It'll be on tap there. Then Tuesday, it'll be in cans. The following Tuesday, the 8th, it'll be in cans at the tap room and presumably around town as well. So check that out. I had to run it up the flagpole to the most powerful people that I know, and that would be you, to get my face oh, on a geez. beer can. Right. I you mean, do have your you, face. Man. You have your face on the beer can. Over the last six months, I mean, I've had to go in and I've had to look at your face every single time I go into Zaftig on a to drink cans, a beer, yeah. and we've got the must-be-nice flag hanging up in the back still. And every time I go in there and I said, man, must be nice, have your face on a beer can, ran that up the flagpole. They're putting your face on it. They're putting my face on it. And they're putting the Bone and Beam United podcast logo on it as well. So I'm super pumped about that. Again, Friday, November 4th. At the tap rooms, on tap, and then Tuesday, November 8th, that is going to be in cans for all of your drinking pleasure. Uh, And for what it's worth, are we allowed to talk about the other beer that you're involved with, or is that kind of like a super secret off the menu, don't don't ask about it, don't talk about it? There is a beer that is being developed, that is in development Mm. for our supporters group that goes and watch... Manchester if, United. Let's games. play a little uh Okay. Let's play a little like what is it word association? If you're not a woman, you might be a man. If you are if you have pain in where your heart is, that would be your um chest. Okay. And what does the sound ER make when you say it together? Er. There you go. And if you're not separated, you're together. Together. Another word for together. Joints. <laughs> no, it starts with a U. Um, a union, but a furthering of that word that ends in ed. Uh, ubiquitous. And, and it doesn't end in ed. It rhymes with united. united. Yes. Okay. Anyway. So that's that's in the works as well. Okay. And that is going to be for the supporters of whatever we just were trying to say. Well, that too, and it's a delicious beer. A little lower octane. So oh. not not as high oh, on the like octane a, meter. I like that. Yeah. I like the. Uh, I, I can't. Like, I'm sworn to secrecy. I can't. Okay, talk fine, about it. fine. That's yeah. fine. I'm just, I don't want to. Yeah. I want to upset the people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make. I'm just saying, you go to Zaftig. Stuff's happening. Yeah, beers are flowing. Yes, they as are. they always are. But now the beers have our involvement. Oh, by the way, during this uh, festival of soccer that we're gonna get yes. internationally over the next uh, couple of months for the World Cup, we're also going to be trying our best. To do daily breakdowns like that. That's oh yeah, an, that's yeah. another part that we're we're doing. So don't expect weekly weekly podcasts. We where we break it down like for an hour. We're doing daily podcasts. Yes, for at least which the first... I don't know why we signed up to do. That. <laughs> I don't either. I'm already regretting it. But <laughs> uh, but for like at least the first what three weeks where the yeah. group stages, yeah. we will do something every day. Even if it it might only be I'm not gonna lie, it's not gonna be an hour. It might be ten or twenty minutes, but. We'll do something every day saying, here's what happened. Those will be available in the evening 
you know, probably after about seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. But that also means if you subscribe every morning, kind of before the games are even getting started or as they're getting started, whenever you start your day, you'll be able to like grab that. Ignore morning juice. Just definitely don't listen yeah, to that. Definitely don't listen to that. I'm just like giving them a reason not to listen to morning juice and instead <laughs> listen to our podcast. Listen to morning juice as well. Uh, you don't need to because Beam will have all that covered on there too. Um, have we I'm ever... very much looking forward to Bob Carpenter breaking down the World Cup. <laughs> Robert A. Carpenter, <laughs> yeah. USA soccer expert extraordinaire. Yes, exactly. That's I can't wait either. Um, by the way, I like the term Zafta came up with this. Uh, for the thing we're not allowed to mention when we mention anything advertising yeah. with the soccer thing that's happening mm -hmm. soon. Um, they're calling it global pitch domination. Good. I like that. So if you'd like to hear our global pitch domination special, listen and enjoy. <laughs> that will be coming. We will have more of those coming up very soon. Yes. We won't refer to it as the global pitch domination throughout all that. Planetary time. pint. Planetary pint. Another good name for it. All right. Uh, enough of the business stuff and the fun stuff with the beer. Let's talk about some other soccer things. Let's start off with the Columbus crew. So they have announced some roster moves. These roster moves were not entirely surprising, but there were a couple that I think raised a few eyebrows. Uh, so they, they of course, now being, you know, didn't make the playoffs. They parted ways with Caleb Porter. They had to decide on the contracts of a lot of different players. So they had options on guys like, Center back Jaleel Anibaba, they declined that one. Uh, James Ibikeme, they declined his option. Eric Hurtado, they declined his option. Uh, there are two other guys, Marlon Hairston and Derek Etienne Jr., who are out of contract. But I think Marlon Hairston got the, like, goodbye wave from the club. They sent out, like, a little, you know, how do you do, see you later, thanks for everything. The two guys that I'm curious about here, Derek Etienne Jr., they did yeah. not send one of those out. So the thought is maybe they're going to bring him back. I mean, he had nine goals and eight assists or something like that. That's like, a guy that you want on your team. Yeah, and he was only making like 250 grand or something. Like That's a guy you absolutely want to bring back uh, if you can from a monetary standpoint. Makes sense to me. They'll probably have to pay him a little bit more. That's fine. The one that was uh, you know, disappointing for a lot of us, disappointing for me, mm -hmm. Pedro Santos was his option was declined and then he got the social media yep. video Goodbye. thanks for everything yeah. pedro and so i saw some fans saying well can't they just rework his contract and bring him back i mean he was making like three quarters of a million dollars a little bit of a high payment for a guy like him fine but they're not the crew did not seem like they were putting that out there as if this would be all done maybe there's a chance he finds his way back but it seems not likely to me so you think about pedro and i know you tweeted this out we've got Obviously, a ton of crew supporters and crew fans that were in our mentions about giving their best memory uh, of Pedro Santos. And I just think that you go back to that 2020 cup run like <laughs> none of that. None of that happens. He comes here during the entire save, save the crew movement. He embraces the city of Columbus. And then you go back to the, the cup run in 2020, man, that that doesn't happen uh, without Pedro. And I know that. You obviously a big fan. Every time that we've talked about the crew and even that we've perhaps been poignant with him or pointing to maybe some of his deficiencies and critiquing his play, you have always put out this big warning sign like, hey, Pedro's my guy, but here's, I want to say this before I get to this thing. He's my guy. Love that guy. Um, and yes, we had a ton of ton of people interact with us on Twitter at Bonebeam United uh, where you can go and give us some of your favorite, favorite Pedro moments. But yeah, man, it was, um, it's, it's a part of sports. You know, whether you're a soccer fan or you're a football fan or you're a hockey fan, like 
it happens. It's a business. These transactions happen. And when a guy has meant that much for a club and a city as well, uh, for what Pedro Santos has done for this team, this organization, this city, it just there's no other way to sugarcoat it. Like you understand the move, you kind of get it, but at the end of the day, it's still it sucks. Like it, it still it sucks. absolutely sucks. Um, and, and and you're right. All that you said about the business side of this, I guess what I look at it as, maybe he wasn't willing to negotiate. You know, maybe he wasn't willing to take less, sure. and that's that's his you know purview. I still think he will have value in this league. I could see him being a guy who ends up playing for a team that. You know, eventually we look up and they're like, oh, there's Pedro Santos still getting it done for some other team in MLS that maybe is making the playoffs or whatever. But he had some, you know, he came into this league, Pedro did, and right away did not quite find his footing, was not like the best player we've ever seen. And a lot of questions about, is this guy going to work out? Is he going to fit? What is what is his long-term play here? But then he really just kind of bore down and figured out how to play in MLS and I know there are people who look at his style of play because some people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it, I guess. Uh, you know, the guy who goes to ground a lot, ends up on the ground often, lays there writhing in pain, and then magically five minutes later, he's up running around and mm -hmm. tracking 80 yards back to win a ball and clear it off the line or, you know, keep it in bounds or whatever. And so people would say, oh, man, this guy, he's just faking. He's just, you go out there and, you know, fake injuries and stuff. That is to me soccer gamesmanship. Yep. That is that is that is part of the game of soccer. And if you don't like that, that's fine. But that's reality. It's a way to make a living in MLS and in world soccer is to be a guy who draws fouls and then gets back up and actually plays through whatever pain you're actually feeling. I've never understood why people cared as much that a guy was good at cheating. Like cheating the fun, dumb game we play, mm -hmm. where the rules are like, hey, if you get hit and you make it look like you got hit a lot. They're going to give you the ball. They're going to let you have a better chance. And they're of going to punish the other team by perhaps giving them cards. Like, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. a strategy that works in soccer. It's worked for years. So with Pedro, I have always liked that and respected that. But you can't deny when you actually watch the game, if you if you can ignore those things, even if you don't like it when guys do that, the work rate is absurd. He was always one of the guys covering the most ground on the team. They had him play in center mid at one point after Pipa. They had him and he played it well. Mm -hmm. They had him play in left back this year I mean the guy is a plug-and-play person that really should be a winger and would be a great winger in MLS if he would just be able to consistently stay there but instead they've moved him around quite a bit because he can play all these positions I think he's invaluable I'm sad to see him go uh, a few of the memories that people brought up about like some of the the big goals that he had uh, the goal against Nashville in the conference semifinals uh, that was like the 100th minute, I think, as he scored it. 0-0 uh, zero, zero game. That was In the huge. cup run? Yeah, in the yeah. cup run. That was a huge goal. Uh, right up there with Artur's goal that he scored. I mean, those those two goals basically are how you got to MLS Cup, more or less. Um, but he, that was a fantastic team movement, you know, like all that. I think it was Zellerayon put a ball down the sideline to Zardes, who tracked it down at the end line and sent it back across the box, and Pedro just hammered it home. That was a great goal. But the one that got the most votes, I think, for most people was uh, the game against FC Cincinnati. I think it was 20, 2018, 2017. That couldn't have been 2017. That's too early. Anyway, against FC Cincinnati, he scores a goal that is, like, top shelf, hits it from outside the box. The, uh, you know, just – I think that was the one Neil said where the air is crisp. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that one was just phenomenal, phenomenal goal. But – 
that was against FC Cincinnati. Big goal. I think it saved a, a tie in that game. I think it ended up being, instead of a loss, a tie. So, yeah, but Pedro is a uh, team legend. And I hope that, I mean, he's not he's not a, a guy that you're going to put in the circle of honor. But he's one of those guys that I will look back fondly 10, 20 years from now and be like, Pedro Santos, man, that guy was a dude. Circle of very, very good. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guys like that. Like, for me, and again, this is not everybody, but in my, like, circle of very, very good dudes, right? Like, a uh, a guy, I could put I could put so many guys from the 2018, but, like, Brian Carroll was just, like, an excellent player. He was just really, really good and underappreciated if you weren't watching that team at that time. Um, Gino Padula, another guy who was really, really good. Not going to be in the circle of honor, but damn, that guy just always brought it and always played tough. And that's where I think Pedro fits. He's in, he's in with guys like that for me. Guys that are just really solid players that I enjoyed watching them play all the time that they were here. Yeah, absolutely. Man. So anyway, we'll see if he, you know, finds his way back. I kind of doubt he will. Derek Etienne Jr. hopefully will be back with the I crew. I agree with that. Need Wholeheartedly. Going to need some offense and you need some guys who can score and he has proven he can do that. Um, and I think he's a great bench player when you have guys like Cucho and Zellerayan. Like, this is the type of guy who can either start for you or come in off the bench if you go out and get some more offensive talent. I don't know if that's what they need. Hey, I've got a hot tip for you on the coaching front. Oh, what's that? So when we last did a podcast, we were talking about perhaps the alternatives here. Who did we settle on as our four? Uh, Laurent Courtois was yep. in there. He's the uh, crew two coach for the four. We had Sir Alex Ferguson. Sir Alex Ferguson. We, he's definitely he's not, in the running. He's not doing anything. Yep. He is not busy. Thomas Tuchel. We said is not, yeah. not busy. He's no. available. We okay. found that That's out. That's correct. Uh, Sean Dyche we had, right? Yeah. Was he I in there? So. I believe so. Morgan yep. Hughes, I think was a sneaky. Morgan Hughes was a sneaky pick of, 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 yeah. Like a dark horse is what they would call that. Yeah. Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh might be available. He might Tell be you right. what. He might be Ooh. available. Tell you what, uh, Leeds not looking great right now. Curse of the bone. The I curse of the bone. Dude, cur- curse of Chelsea, too. What a, What the hell happened ever since they ran Chelsea out of the building, right? Yep. That 3 nothing victory seems like ever that happened seven Thomas years ago. Tuchel. Right. It seems like seven yeah. years ago that that happened. Leeds has, I believe, gone winless since yeah. then and mm. lost four straight. Things are not good at Ellen Road, my friend. Did you friend. get your jersey? Oh yeah, I, I got it, and I've worn it a couple times. <laughs> Actually, you know what sucked? The first, I that jersey might be cursed because I bought it before that weekend, but it had not arrived yet. But then, like that was the jersey I bought, or maybe I bought it that weekend. Actually, right after that game, because uh, oh, it was cause, yeah, because Aronson had the like no look that's right goal, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, that's cool. I'm buying an Aronson jersey. I got this jersey. They've not won since. No, and that jersey, the first time I decided to wear it was uh, when the queen died <laughs> and Nottingham Forest. Good job. That bro. game got canceled because I actually had the jersey on like on Friday. I think the game was going to be on Saturday or something. Yeah, and the United game got canceled that next week too. Yeah, yeah. And I like, right. And I had, so I had that jersey and was like, I'm going to go out. And I even took a picture of myself standing in front of some trees because I walk in the forest a lot. I was like, ah, scouting the weekend's competition for my guys at Leeds. And then I never got to use it because that game got postponed and the United game got postponed. And I'm going to blame. It's all on the yourself. jersey. I'm going to blame yourself. myself. I yeah. bought that jersey. and You should apologize to all the Leeds fans in Central I know. Ohio. I am so sorry to anyone who actually rooted for Leeds before this year. That That's Brennan Aronson bad. Leeds jersey is going to look awesome next year. 
at the Death Star wearing it to a crew march crew oh match while Jesse God, Marsh is coaching. If they, oh, if they bring him, let's go. Let's get Jesse Marsh in here. All right, so then real question for you. If Leeds gets relegated and Sunderland does not get promoted, who are we cheering for oh, in that battle next year? Please, hang on. Let's be clear with Leeds. And I love I love Leeds. <laughs> I am rooting for Leeds. Leeds is the team I have adopted. With both, I've jumped in with both feet wholeheartedly enjoying Leeds. I have adopted Leeds for the Premier League. Okay. They're my Premier League team because my team is not in the Premier League. When my team makes the Premier League, then that's then we're good. Or if the team I adopt is not in the Premier League, then we're done. Like then next year I adopt a new team. That's when how Leeds this gets works. relegated. Right. I yeah. know, you know, I'm not as privileged as Manchester United fans who just every year they oh my team finished six. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but your team is in the Premier League. My team's in the third division. My team's in conference premier battling out with Ryan Reynolds oh, and Rob McElhaney oh, with South not even know what their South name End is. Southampton United. The I was going to say Southampton, but no, Southampton. that's a different, not your, different that's team not your entirely. Team. That's not your team. Anyway, so <laughs> You did. Whatever. You cursed them. Uh, by the way, Sunderland, playing phenomenal good. right now. Sunderland is good. So I, have, I actually talked with my buddy Jared, who is the guy that we both got into Sunderland around the same time, and then he, like, really hardcore, like, buys the package every year, watches it. We'll have him on sometime, maybe before the World Cup, to discuss the how good Sunderland has been this year. Yeah, 14th been in the championship. Good job. Oh, okay. All right. They've, they've tailed off a little bit. They've been playing well up. The start of the season was good and they're back in the championship, which is where the, we just need them to stay up this year. Let's That's see, all your other for. team. Watford is ahead of them. That's fine. They're not my other team. They were my premier yes, league team are. last. They were my premier league team last year. That's not my other team. I'm just saying Sunderland is my real team. How's Fulham doing? Oh, who cares? <laughs> Screw that. Shad Khan can go to hell. I don't care. I'll care again if they get back in the Premier League. I'll root for them. That's fine. Unless Sunderland's in the Premier League, then it's all on Sunderland, baby, all the time. Take a break when we come back. Champions League. Fulham's in seventh in the Premier Manchester United discussion. So much more. And even maybe some more crew coaches. Who knows? It's all coming up next. Phone and Beam United. Brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. All right, Beam, let's talk about Manchester United. Eric Ten Hag laying down the Ten Commandments, as I like to call them. Really, one commandment, which is thou shalt... Don't be an asshole. Not... (laughs) That's that's a pretty good commandment. (laughs) Right, right. Thou shalt not leave the field before everybody else leaves the field, whether we're winning or not. He tried to sub him in. Cristiano Ronaldo refused to come in. I couldn't... All right, so if you missed this from last week... And we missed it because we were off. Sorry, we were off last yeah, week. Lazy, Unavoidable circumstance. POS slash lazy. Yes. Um, that that situation though, where he doesn't go on. You guys are playing Tottenham, right? Mm-hmm. Beat him two nothing. Best team. Best. Best they've looked in five years. Right in that game. Uh, Biggest uh, win probably they've had everyone, in three years. Everyone, all the Red Devils everywhere, just feeling like they're on cloud nine. Yeah. Everyone feels great except one guy. One guy wearing red was like, nope, this sucks. I don't like it. Blank this place. Didn't like that he didn't start, I'm guessing. I'm sure. But then when he was asked to come in, refused to. But initially, all we saw was him just leaving the field in the 90th minute or whatever. And I thought, oh, 
he must not have been asked to sub in, and he must have been furious That's about what I that. Thought. Yeah, I'm sure most people did. Eric Tenhod comes out the next day and says, no, 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 we asked him to go in. He refused to and then left early, left the field, and apparently left the grounds before the team even got back in there. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, it's the 87th minute or 88th minute where he storms off the field, and I guess he didn't even go to the locker room. Like, he went straight out to the parking lot. Oh, really? Hop, popped into his Bugatti and left. Like, literally in, just, like, like the, I think I think grabbed his stuff, like, whatever he needed, and got out of there before the team even got done with the post-game celebration, interviews, whatever they're doing, you know, the 10 minutes after the game, before they get back into the team locker room, and then just hightailed. You imagine sitting at a red light, and you look over, and it's like, that looks like Cristiano Ronaldo. The game but is still no going him. on. He's wearing his uniform. <laughs> He's like, wearing there's his no way training that's, Is this guy cosplaying Cristiano He is driving a Bugatti. It's I'm actually sure. the Madame Tussaud wax sculpture <laughs> that is driving this Bugatti. I think I would pass out if I looked over and saw it. I would just be like, this, what is happening? This doesn't make any sense. I'm having a hallucination. So... That situation apparently stemmed from, like, the reason that there was more about this than just the normal, like, hey, that's awful, don't ever do that, was back in the preseason, Eric Ten Hag had told these players, because a few of them did it, right? It was a preseason game, it was a nothing game, a few guys, like, just left early and were like, yeah, well, the game's, we're, we're not playing in this game, we're just going to leave, and they they went in, showered, and left before, and Cristiano Ronaldo was one of those guys, and so he said at the time, he laid down the law and basically was like, don't ever do that again. We have a team culture here. We have to be a part of that team culture. It's a real thing. How arrogant. Uh, yeah, it, it is arrogant, but I can almost understand, like, if you've had a bad team culture the last few years, you think you're bigger than the team. We've which you're not. About that, which you're not, but we've talked about with Manchester United. That's a feeling that some of these players have now, which I don't think existed even five years ago. Now you're seeing, ah, oh, it's a preseason nothing game. We're just going to leave early. Who cares? And Eric Ten Hag rightfully so says, I care. This matters. Don't do that again. Fair enough. Mistakes happen. Guys now see the new culture and go, all right, cool. I'm in. I get it. Cristiano Ronaldo breaks that rule. You have to suspend him, and they did. It's good that they did. I thought it was fantastic. I thought that he would never play for the team again, and rightfully so. I mean, you see a player of his caliber who, again, is in art, whether you like the guy or not, and I have gone through so such an emotional roller coaster with him when he departs Manchester United, okay, he's already a club legend. Then he goes on to become one of the be best soccer players that you've ever seen walk planet Earth at Real Madrid. He still has that at Juventus. He comes back. He was going to spurn United. He was going to go to City. And then some calls are made. Okay, he's back. You see what he does last year. It's like, well, he's still got it. Like, there's still gas left in that tank. And then Eric Ten Hag comes in, and obviously things have gone sideways. He wanted out in the summertime. Okay, you've had some things. And it all culminated the most wild part to me about this entire situation is that you don't do this. You're not doing this against Manchester city where you're down five nil, right? You're not doing this against whatever team at home where you're down. You are doing this in the best win that you have had in the last couple of years against a damn good Tottenham team at home in which you looked like the better team. Like, the gear, the gears are finally starting to click. And if you look at United, they've clipped three points off Arsenal. They clipped three points off Liverpool. They clipped three points off Tottenham. They just drew Chelsea over the weekend. And the only one against the big six that they have lost to was Manchester City. And, oh, yeah, by the way, most other teams Everybody, in the Premier League are Everybody's going to do that pretty much, yeah. And so you have all of this happening in such a good game. And to me, like... Last straw. I mean, I was I was done. I'm furious. 
I'm looking yeah. at it. And I'm like, so here's a guy. You do this in the locker room. Okay. You know, reports, do they leak out? You're not happy with your situation. They're going to move on from you. Let me tell you what, man. You're Cristiano Ronaldo. Again, one of the best players to walk planet Earth. You think you're bigger than Manchester United? Like, no, it's not. Could you have done this 15 years ago? Like if Fergie was prowling around the sidelines, like what would he have done? He'd have oh. probably sh- shipped you out. You wouldn't have played for a month. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he is in soccer podcast day on a Thursday, United are playing in the Europa League. He's in the match day squad. He had the one day suspension. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't play him for for the rest of the time that he's at United. And if he thinks that this is a good way to get out of there, just to storm off, like you don't think other clubs are realizing the perception that comes with this. Like, sure, we're getting Cristiano Ronaldo. Are we getting Cristiano Ronaldo of three years ago for Juventus scoring game-winning bicycle kicks in the 90th minute? You're not getting that guy. What you're getting is a guy who is a still a fantastic ball striker, but a guy who is unwilling to change the way that he is playing the game, and he still thinks he's a 21-year-old that can take on defenders when the slowest defenders on the field are catching up to him. Yeah. Like, he can't do that anymore. He hasn't changed the way that he's played the game. And to think, oh, yeah, I'm bigger than the club. I want out of here. Napoli just said the other day, like, we, we don't want it. We're not going to spend the money on him in January. Like, we just rolled through our Champions League group. Why would we bring this guy in? I mean, I, it's, it's, yeah. it's insane. I agree with you. Well, and you know what it is? Again, I like to make dumb analogies. A lot of them involve cars. But I think soccer players in some ways mimic cars because they're high performance in some ways. And, and there's a lot of money spent to acquire the talents of said players, just like there are money spent to get some of these cars. But he, he's very much like a, a, I'll say a Ferrari from like the nineties, which in its best days, one of the greatest cars ever built. No one denies those cars are highly sought after and beautiful and they work great. And they are, they're awesome cars. If you see one of those cars, you're like, wow, look at this. A, you know, a beautiful car from, let's say, 1996 or something. But the problem is, if you actually have one of those cars in your garage, those cars demand high performance. They cost a lot of money to maintain. They need to be driven a certain way. But they're not capable of keeping up with the current supercars. They wouldn't, on a track, yeah. compare. But you still have to have the budget and the headaches of having a supercar. But now you've got one that's not quite worth the trouble. And that's why people who have those cars oftentimes have them sitting in like a glass kind of structure where it's like it's just sitting there to look at. And then you back, I'm not it, driving out your, it. Then you back it out of your house it's and you many. drive it around Chicago all day and then your dad <laughs> wants to kill you. <laughs> yeah. You see how that can be a little bit stressful, <laughs> Ferris Bueller. So my point is with Cristiano Ronaldo – Players of his caliber, he doesn't sit there and think, yeah, I get it. I'm more of a role player on this team. He looks at it as like, I'm still the best player in the league. I'm still one of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. So I should be treated that way. And a lot of teams are going to say, but there's a lot of dudes who are 20 or 22 that we'd rather have that are cheaper and don't have all the baggage and don't have all the requirements. Or if they do, they're worth it because they are the new supercar that actually runs laps around him. You know, They're not even in the same league. One of the most wild things, and I think this is the thing that I was most frustrated. I mean, we know that Cristiano Ronaldo obviously has a rather large ego and has had an engrossed ego for quite some time now. But he's always had the talents to go with it. If you were a young player in that locker room who has looked up to Cristiano Ronaldo for your entire life, You know, I mean, you're 18, 19, 20 years old. You're training with the first team. Okay, cool. I'm playing for Manchester United, which is a huge honor, right? Right. And you see the way that he behaves. Like that, it was, I'm not even a part of that team. It's crushing to me 
to know that the players who have idolized Cristiano Ronaldo growing up had to sit there and watch that and playing for playing for their squad like that leadership is so poor and it's not it's not leadership and I think there's a great argument that Cristiano Ronaldo has never been a leader I think he's gotten the captain's armband because of the skills yes. and because of the goals and because of the stats and the way that he has played but the actual leadership I would imagine some human decency at some point was like, guys, I know that my time is running up, but my ego is so big that I cannot get out of my own way. Like, I want the best for you. You are the next generation. I want to teach you anything that I'm capable of. But in his mind, he can't do it. No. And that's why I was, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm done with it. I don't blame you at all for that. And and I'll just add the last part of this that I think is so painful, like what you were hitting on with all those players that looked up to him. How many fans for Manchester United would love to have had and and probably will at some point get to a place maybe again where they say club legend and he he's owed all this you know goodwill like when he retires he will, and he's re- done, he will regret he, what he has done he will I think he he will regret it but there are people that will not forget that yeah. and it will like it's painful when you watch a team and you fall in love with some of the players skills on the field and then you find later in their careers you're like oh but that guy's a jerk or he just sucks and so then when it's time to like honor his career, you don't feel as enthusiastic about it as you'd want to. Right. And I know that's idealistic to think all the players that you watch are just sure. going to be great human beings. We know they're not, but it's also something where you, you'd like to at least on the field, be able to say, well, on the field, he gave his all, you know, Cristiano has not given you his all for Manchester United. You know that now you a hundred percent know he is not all in for this team. He was sometimes on the field, plenty of times he was all no in. doubt. But I'm saying that right there is not being all in for the team today. Right now, he's in it for himself more than he's in it for Manchester United. What a way for Eric Ten Hag to start off his first season, right? But you know what? I, Good. Because I'll tell you, there's some symbolism too. Who did who who did Cristiano Ronaldo play for at one time? The guy that everything leads back to with Manchester United, Sir right. Alex Ferguson, right? He's one of the last guys in the league, certainly playing for Manchester United, who has the ties back yeah. to the Fergie era. And it's kind of telling that like, and not telling, it's just kind of an interesting thing that the Fergie era is what Manchester United needs to separate from mm-hmm. fully, because I think they've been chasing that and trying to figure You'll out. You'll never get that back. Right. Yeah. But they've been trying to figure out how do we get the next thing? And it's like, well, the way you get the next thing is to completely move on from the old thing. Not in terms of saying Fergie sucked or anything or nothing like that, but in saying no one can be Alex Ferguson. We need to create the new era. And the new era happens when some of the old vestiges and the way things were done. And Eric Ten Hag is doing some of that to change what this team is. That's good well, for the future. Well, keeping some of its old culture. Well, you a la mean, suspending Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, right. Like, that is a Fergie move, but it's not being done because this is what Alex Ferguson would do. Yeah. It's like, I'm Eric Ten Hag. This is what needs to happen today. This is Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, and it's just kind of interesting to see one of the last guys who was like, hey, I was here during the good times. It's like, yeah, but now you're starting to be a part of your creating the bad times. Yeah. Like. The good times are happening without you, and you can't handle it. And I think that's something that he's not processed well. And certainly, I think Manchester United fans would be happy to see him move on. I don't know point. if anybody's going to take him. I, if I'm a team that's playing in Champions League, can he help me win? Yeah, yeah. coming off the bench in 30 minutes, but he doesn't want to give you spot time. <laughs> he's obviously proved that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Leeds United could use him. Maybe ship him over there. See what he see if he's see if he's interested. That'd be great. Brendan oh. Aronson and Cristiano Ronaldo on the same field together. That'd be, be quite the thing. They have to fight over that number seven, I think. <laughs> have to have an argument yeah. as to who gets to have it. I don't mm. know. I'm not changing my jersey. I know that much. Uh, all right, real quick, let's talk Champions League. Uh, we 
Sadly, you do not have the new group uh, or the the new matchups, right, for the knockout round, uh, which those will come out when? Those are after the last match day. Oh, are we not? What no. am I? We're through we? match day five. Oh, that's right. So no one's, but aren't teams eliminated? Yeah, of course. Okay. What is going on with my computer? Well, I don't know. I, can't, I have I can't no idea. Uh, yesterday's action, this week's action, two of the, first of all, Liverpool look great, again, just magically, and they take on your boys, Leeds, this weekend, yeah, Saturday at 2.45. Gonna, You're going to be feeling great about well. that. That's not going to go well. Um, other teams to get eliminated, Barcelona got eliminated over this past week. Bayern just hammering them. By the way, congratulations to the broadcaster, whoever's doing that game. Um, <laughs> it was, I was watching that. And uh, Chupa Moting scored for Bayern Munich, and I think he scored five goals in the last four games for Bayern. And he goes, man, who was their striker that they replaced in this past summer? And Robert Lewandowski got hammered by Barcelona, Mm, obviously. So they go crashing out of the group stage, and Atletico are out of the group Uh, stage as well. I I am praying to the high heavens. Did you see the way this game ended? uh, No, I don't think I did. All right, so there were five minutes of added time. Atletico, again, Diego Simeone, He's a witch. He uses some sort of wizardry to conjure up things that shouldn't even be able. They have a penalty in the 98th minute. Yeah. Atletico does. They do that. They stay alive in Champions League to see the last match day. They have a penalty. Penalty gets oh, saved. That was this one where yeah, then it got yes. retaken. I did see. Oh. Gets retaken. Gets saved. Ball goes. <laughs> ball hits the top of the crossbar on a header. And then Atletico get a third opportunity at it, and the ball goes over the over the goalpost by I don't know two or three feet. I, yep, nuts! Yep. And I was cheering yesterday. I, I'd be thrilled. Oh, that and was you know great. what that's going to mean is that they go crashing into Europa League, and they'll obviously draw Manchester United, and, and they I'll, will give you the most miserable game yeah, you've ever watched because you hate watching them. Yeah, I was I was blanking on the fact that there's still one more match day because there are so many of these groups already stitched up, like yeah. Napoli, Liverpool. Those are your two going through on Group A. Uh, like you said, Club Bruges and Porto, they go through in Group that? B. Yeah, pretty great for Club Bruges. No doubt. If they can maintain the top spot. There's one more match day, like you said. Bayern and Inter go through for Group C. Uh, Tottenham wins their groups. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, or actually, that one that's, still, not, that's still literally up, every That's every the one team. where, because that was the one where, <sighs> where they thought, where Harry Kane thought he scored. Mm-hmm. Literally at the death. And yeah. then they had a three-minute VAR review. Offside. I mean, I think it was the right call, but he was technically offside. But, but it yeah. really sucks for the spirit of what that's meant to do. Yes. And so then uh, Antonio Conte gets a so red that card. That Group D in Champions League is still all to play for. That's Tottenham right, sitting at eight, eight points, seven, and seven. Sporting and Frankfurt at seven, and Marseille then you have Marseille at, at six. six. Yeah, I was a little shocked when I saw that Marseille was at the bottom, but they're right in it. You're right; they could still win this thing technically. And still um, win the group. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> right. Um, and then Chelsea, Milan, AC Milan are your two out of Group E. Right now, Salzburg is in third with six points. Those two have 10 and seven, so that is still very much wide open. Sorry, Dinamo Zagreb, they are out. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid, them two. Real yeah. Madrid uh, will be through. RB Leipzig likely through, but Shakhtar Donetsk can still catch them. Uh, Leipzig on six or nine points. Donetsk on six yeah, points. Yeah, Shakhtar ruining that missed opportunity on a wide open net. In their yeah. last game. That's one of the most shocking misses of the year. City is through in Group G. Mm-hmm. Dortmund, eight points. Sevilla has five. So technically, I don't think... I'd have to look at the goal differential. It's five to negative four. So I'm going to guess Dortmund, unless they somehow lose by nine goals. <laughs> I, like, I'm going to guess they're getting through. 
Uh, and then PSG and Benfica both on 11 points. Juventus, three. Mm. That was for third. That group just got out of hand quickly. Yes. But, uh, yeah, PSG, good. Good for Benfica, though. Nice to see. They're always plucky and good in Champions League. So. I am now rooting for Club Bruges. Uh, oh yeah League. let's go club bruce i'm gonna get a jersey like you in leeds get one why not who cares colin me and colin farrell there's no rules to this that's why i like that movie so much because colin farrell hates bruges and that's the first thing that <laughs> pops into my mind so go go bruges yes perfect all right anything else we want to get to before we get out of here don't forget about the beer usa ipa next week tap room next friday zaftig uh in stores first week of november well first full week of november <laughs> Next week's kind of the first week of November. Whatever. Look for it. Anything else? Uh, United West Ham should be a good one this weekend. And Is that another, like, Sunday game, primetime? Yeah, it's Sunday guys, at 12.15. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Always, yeah. It's Saturday at 2.45. What are you talking about? It's, why, it's because you're oh, playing Leeds Liverpool. Leeds got 2.45, or did Liverpool get 2.45? Leeds got no, 2.45. No, Liverpool got Saturday at 2.45. Come on. You know the drill. So that should be fun. And also, who are you cheering for in MLS Cup playoffs? Uh. You know who I'm not cheering for. <laughs> I'm not even talking about that. Here's here's my rooting interest. Uh, Philadelphia Union, if they win, I'm not mad about it. That's fine. New York City FC, if they win, I think they're they're. I hate that they play in a baseball stadium, but I want to see a second banner raised that mimics the first one, which is the jokiest, stupidest banner How I've ever seen in my they, life. On the same banner, they just add another year. Yeah, just put it like just but like 2021 and then just put a slash and 22. then put a two. <laughs> yeah. Not even a 22, just a two. 2021 <laughs> slash two. Yeah. So it's like, was that the same year? No, it was back-to-back championships. One Kinko's poster board. Third choice for me is LAFC. Screw them for trying to take black and gold. It's not yeah. yours. You're my third choice to win, but obviously I want LAFC to be an MLS cup because there is no way in hell I am rooting for the green broccoli fraudsters of Austin FC. It is a shame that they have even gotten this far. Did you see that Anthony Precourt put out a little, they put that little thing out with all the guys who didn't pick them to finish highly. Yeah. Again, tone deaf as ever from Anthony Precourt. I hope you lose 70 to nothing. Jesus. I hate you so much. And I use that in very strong terms. And I mean all of it. I hate your soccer team. I don't hate the fans. I hate pre-court and the team and some of their fans and barbecue places in Austin. You think they're <laughs> all that good. And in fact, you have a four hour line and nobody should wait that long for barbecue. It's stupid. All right. Uh, do we have anything else? No. Good. I think, I think you about covered it. All right. Franklin Barbecue, go to hell. We'll see you next week. It's about to be united. <laughs>